Hey there! Welcome to Well Dukes. This podcast is brought to you by UREC Health Promotion. Tune in every other Wednesday for conversations that we hope challenge what you know, think, or do in regard to your own health and wellness and helps you be Well Dukes. Welcome back to the Well Dukes podcast. This is Mary Grace, your host for season two. And today I have one of our honorary hosts this season, Jordan, with me as well. Hello. We are super excited to be recording this last episode with questions from our listeners. And so we're going to start with conversations around the summer because we'll be entering this new season and getting ready for a lot of different things but the biggest one being the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. So we are going to start with the summer body and prepping for that. So Jordan, I have a question for you written in from one of our listeners. And this one talks about how their BMI is telling them that they're overweight, but they eat fairly healthy and work out fairly regularly. So do they actually need to lose weight at this point? What do you think? Uh, BMI is, I wish it didn't exist. So let me back up. BMI stands for body mass index. And in the title itself, it says your body mass. And so this is an actual mathematic formula that takes into consideration your weight and your height. I don't remember it from my undergrad days of how to figure it out, but I know it's pretty much your weight and height divided by one another times something. And it gives you this number. And it takes into zero consideration genetics. Um, It doesn't take into athletic ability. So, for example, someone may actually be very athletic and have a lot of muscle mass, which definitely contributes to weight. And our society has told us, you know, having a lot of muscle mass is a good thing. But if it's increasing weight, it's going to throw off your BMI. So it's ultimately, it's not an accurate depiction of someone's health. Again, it's also going by height. So we know that bodies exist in all shapes and sizes. So there's also people that, again, are like Olympic bodybuilders, and they have a BMI that's going to say they're overweight or obese. But we've been taught by looking at them or analyzing their athletic ability, we would say otherwise. But going strictly off that BMI, it's saying one thing when it's not actually depicting health. It's hard for me not to like go on a tangent about this. <laughs> because it's still used when it shouldn't be. And to this person asking this, to them, do they need to lose weight? Ultimately, it's always just how do you feel? Are you happy with the way you feel? Do you feel energized every day? Are you happy with your body's ability to, you know, complete a workout? Like, do you like the parts that you see in the mirror? Are there other things that you can do that still make you feel good about yourself? Like putting on a really cute outfit or nice outfit or, you know, the shoes, you're, you love shoes. And like, is that something that's bringing you happiness? Would you see yourself in the mirror? There's more than just that number that can contribute to our happiness and our health. But, you know, it's again, how do you actually feel? Absolutely. And I feel like the number on the scale also shouldn't really impact the way that you feel about yourself. And that's something that we're taught to mm-hmm. do and taught to value, but I definitely don't think that that's what we should be basing our bodies on. And if you missed it earlier in the semester, we had some stickers that say all bodies are good bodies. 
And just like that, all bodies are summer bodies, you know, <laughs> like there's no such thing as the summer bod and getting ready for summer and like slimming down because ultimately it matters how you feel and not how you look. So take that with you this summer. Mm-hmm. So the next question that we have would be about burnout. So obviously ending the school year, this brings in the complexities of dealing with all that stress that has been prolonged throughout the semester. So Jordan, do you have any tips or tricks for those who feel like they're experiencing burnout or ways to assist in like the relaxation piece of the summer and getting rejuvenated? Yeah, and what came to mind in tying in those two questions is still this this notion of numbers and how there's so much of our life that is depicted by a number. You know, we think money, always thinking about money, mm-hmm. right? A lot of college students, you know, whether you have it or you don't, but that causes a lot of stress. Weight, that number, that BMI number depicting, is this what I should be or should I weigh less? What should I weigh more? GPAs, scores, mm-hmm. right? More numbers. And so there's so much of our life that is dictated by a number. And Again, I understand that we we need some of these, you know, these numbers, but when it comes to burnout, it's so hard because so many times people are focused on, you know, I need to get this grade, I need to do this, and this need, you know, of what is has been determined as being successful, especially in college, right? Like, you've put in this hard work for this class, you want to pass this class, yes. We don't want to have that hard work go to waste, and I think burnout can come can come from trying to do a lot, you know, when maybe we don't have that quite in our capacity. That says something about the person. There's, you know, you're not a bad person because you want to do a lot of things. And you're not a bad person because you want to be successful. You want to be involved, again, because it's, you're trying to build that resume. You got to get all of these things that's going to show that you are, again, if you're about to graduate, like that you are competitive. And yet, how do you balance that with also keeping yourself, like, feeling sane and positive mental health? My advice for it, just kind of in a short way, is remembering that, one, there is more to life than that number. I've experienced, like, trying to do too much and failing classes and feeling like, oh my god, what am I going to do now? Like, definitely had that crises moment and uh, I know it's easier for me to say now looking back like oh it all worked out the way it was supposed to and that is probably not the advice this listener (laughs) wants to hear (laughs) feeling burnt out and overwhelmed is a very valid feeling we know a lot of young people do feel that I think it's acknowledging like acknowledging whoa I'm I have a lot going on setting boundaries so learning to say no you know if there's something that like is not really going to bring joy to your life, but you're doing it because you feel obligated, it's okay to say no. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. But setting boundaries for yourself and with your friends, understanding that there are going to be things that add more to your value and to your life than probably when they take it away. You know, again, we hear this the saying, but you can't pour from an empty cup. Like, you need to have something there in order to give. And summer when school's not in session it's not like just all stress goes away most students still have summer jobs or summer classes or you know internships and all of these things like yes it's the weather I think helps us just feel more relaxed maybe got some vacations coming up but 
I think it's not necessarily like, oh, let's just keep pushing through until summer and then it can be, oh, okay, no responsibilities because that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a time to learn those life coping skills of like go ahead and learning how to set boundaries for yourself now. So when you come back in the fall and all of a sudden you feel this chaos and stress again, you can better manage it. Yeah, absolutely. And once we graduate, there also will be the time where you stop having summer break and you stop having those prolonged periods of just getting to do nothing or just work on a job. So that's definitely something to take into consideration. And um, this one I have a book recommendation for. So last summer I read Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. And this book completely changed the way that I view burnout and the way that I operate on a daily basis and just like keeping up with that stress cycle. So I would highly recommend this if you are dealing with burnout and you have a little bit of free time this summer, I would highly suggest taking a little bit of time to read. It is definitely going to assist in that rejuvenation process and give you some skills for the future. Our first question is going to be, How do we avoid getting catfished while online dating? Jordan? I'm also going to interpret this as online dating as like using dating apps. Is that, do you think that's I think that's fair. So like Tinder and... Yeah. Bumble. Bumble, yeah. Hinge, I think, is another one. Um, Yes, the fear of being catfished is real. You see this picture of someone that you see and you, you find attractive, probably. Maybe you're chatting. They... You know, they're, they're answering all the right ways. They're funny. Ha ha. I hope they're like this in real life. Of course, that's what we want. We want to see what is on paper, essentially, or on our screen translate into real life. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, like, that's going to suck. But I think also, like, because of COVID and kind of one of the things that came out of it was just so much more accessibility. Like, to use Zoom or FaceTime, I feel like it's becoming so much more second nature So I don't think it's any issue at all to just ask the other person, like, hey, you know, just just cover my bases here, but can we FaceTime or can you, like, can you add me on Snapchat? That's still a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's still a thing. (laughs) You know, like, can you add me, like, can you just, you know, send me a picture? I just, you know, again, I want to make sure that you are who you say you are and understand, too, if they ask for that in return, that you would do the same, but... I think right there is that that's your first red flag. Like if they, and that's the one thing about the show, like how it's still on that people don't ask to see it. But I'm like, if a person refuses to send you a picture in real time or like FaceTime you with how accessible it is, that's your red flag there. Like, yeah. So, and then I guess if you actually do see them and maybe they're not exactly what they look like, maybe you realize they had some filters some editing, maybe it wasn't a full bod pick, what you know, whatever. Understand that these people are human and hopefully you want to be a kind human too. Like if you don't vibe with them, that's fine. Whatever. But if you meet them for the per- first time and they're not what you thought they were or looked like, there's also no need to be angry or nasty or accuse them of anything. Like you don't know what this person could still bring to your life. Like Yeah. If you had a connection through conversation and you like them, like, let's go beyond the kind of shallow part there. Like, yeah. if you still actually thought they were funny, so hang out with them. Absolutely. You, like, laugh, enjoy it. You know? 
have we not learned anything from Love is Blind? You know, there are two seasons now, so it has been showing us that love is in fact blind. You don't have to see the other person. And obviously there are a lot of complexities to the show and, you know, what we see on TV. But moral of the story being FaceTime is much more accessible these days. Yeah. And we also had a question about, like, what are strategies for dating after COVID? So, Jordan, what do you have for that one? Uh, I mean, not even... Dating's never been, like, this easy thing, you know, (laughs) I'd say. But I think, again, maybe interpreting that if someone's feeling more willing to go out and meet people and unmasked and be in large gatherings, I think it's just having that interaction like mm-hmm. that actual in-person interaction again my best advice here is don't waste time worrying about what other people are going to think of you ask yourself that question if you're wanting to date what are you actually looking for in a partner and if the response to that is someone that makes you laugh or has the same interest in you then go find go to where you're going to find those people don't be afraid like if you love chess or LARPing or I don't know like you love playing sports like whatever you like and if you know that you want to be with someone or date someone that has the same interest in you go find them don't Mm -hmm. think your friends are going to judge you or be worrying about people judging you because oh I met them but they're a part of you know performing arts or something like if you have that in common embrace that like don't don't waste time like oh I actually like them but I don't know like what people think like Actually, go to those places. Have fun together. Um, if going to parties and hangouts and stuff, some more social scenes is how you want to meet people, then just be bold. Like Shoot your shot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can speak from one or two times where I mustered up the courage. And, like, no, I think also going into it knowing that rejection may happen. Try again. <laughs> yeah, like, that's okay. You know, there... The saying is, there's more fish in the sea, there's other fruit on the island, whatever. Like, there's so many people out there, and you have to be realistic that you are not going to be the one for every person out there. That's not reality. So, of course, you're going to meet people that don't like you, you end up not liking them, you're not attracted. Like, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. So, I think just be prepared for that and, you know, just be ready. Like, if maybe they're not picking up what you're putting down I don't know you know you there will be someone who will yeah absolutely and I think with that being said if you are not somebody that enjoys partying and going out to bars and that's where you're looking for a significant other someone to date you probably are not going to continue vibing with what they're putting out because you might not be interested in it Mm -hmm. so I think that's one of the big pieces of mutual interests and going to the places where you think somebody who has those similar interests will actually be. I also am completely unopposed to dating your friends. You know, if Mm -hmm. you've made a good friend this year and you want to keep hanging out with them and spending more time with them, probably a reason why. And you shouldn't be afraid to move forward with that. Like, if you don't know if they like you or not and you don't want to ruin the friendship, then just make the agreement that no matter what is said, if you tell them you like them, the relationship won't be ruined. You don't have to get hard feelings or not be friends anymore. 
if they aren't feeling you in a romantic way, then just keep being friends. It's just that simple. You just have to move past it. Yeah, I know. I I hear that a lot. People are just so worried. Oh, it's, I don't want to ruin the friendship. And it's, you know, I think if you can really reflect on what that relationship is now and, you know, like the foundation of that relationship, if you are vulnerable with that person by saying like, I think I might be interested in, you know, I have, I have deeper feelings for you. And if they're like, oh no, like I am not feeling that. If they, again, if there is a strong foundation of, you know, a relationship there, they're probably going to be understanding and be like, you know, yes, I value as a friend and like, we don't need to make this weird. Like, yeah, I know I'm great. Of course you would like yeah. it. Ha ha. No, you know, <laughs> but like, if they're just going to be like, oh my God, I can't do this. This is too weird. Again, that part's going to suck because you probably just lost someone you really enjoyed spending time with. But in the long run, if that's how they're going to treat you and, and response to you being vulnerable and sharing your feelings, probably best that they're no longer in your life anyway. Um, you know, but again, like I would think that if someone you really had a good connection with, they would be willing to listen and understand. And again, it's okay. It's okay if they also don't have those feelings for you. Like it may not be the match, but don't be afraid. It's, you know, Mary Grace, you just said like to shoot your shot too, because you don't want to waste time. You don't want to miss out and go years of like, wow, this found out you liked me and I liked you. And we just like danced around it the whole time. Like, yeah enjoy it when you can. Mm-hmm. And I think that another piece of that is you can't always control another person's emotions. You can't mm-hmm. control the situation that's going on in their life. And that kind of leads into this question of how do I break up with my long distance partner who I've been dating for a few years now and want to remain friends with? Mm. Yeah. Again, that loss of romantic feelings or intimacy, connection, something... Especially, it sounds like this person has been dating the other person for a few years. So there probably has been some a support system there, a sense of routine, communication, you know, a, a lot of things there. So, of course, the thought of no longer having that does may not feel great. But I think if they've recognized, I no longer have those intimate, romantic feelings for them or sexual or whatever the reason for ending the relationship. But, yeah, what you're saying is, you can't dictate how that person is going to respond. So if you're going to break up with someone, you have to be understanding and willing to accept that they may not want anything to do with you afterwards. Like they may be hurt. And if they don't want to be friends, that's their choice. So you don't, you don't get to choose how the relationship continues if you're the one ending it. You know, any relationship we talk about has to have sorry, a healthy relationship needs to have balance and and equal respect. And so I think that from coming from the one person is, I no longer want this relationship to continue in this way. Understanding that that other person, again, maybe they feel the same way, maybe they don't, but they too get to have their feelings respected by, again, allowing you to end it, but for them to kind of grieve or mourn or no longer want anything to do with you like and that's just how it is and that that comes with breaking up but again maybe they'll still want to be friends I we always say that but we can still be friends and it's like yeah I am curious how often that happens yeah I am as well (laughs) because as much as you can enjoy spending time with someone and like especially a long-term relationship feeling like you don't want to lose them and the things that they Mm -hmm. provided to you 
but if they're not your significant other or your partner, it's no longer their responsibility to, you know, work through your emotions with you and be there as a support system. So they might still want to be friends, but that friendship will absolutely look different than if you were dating. Yeah. You don't get to pick and choose what qualities of a person you want to keep around and what you don't. And again, that's not to saying that for this person that it may be the case. Maybe they both mutually end up like, yeah, yeah, we still, you know, we, we have a lot of fun together. We laugh. We have, we like the same music and we can still do that. But I think you need to know, like, I do want to applaud this person for recognizing that, like breaking up with someone is hard, Mm -hmm. but I think also going into like, it's not as simple as you could, but I still want to be friends. And they're just going to be like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) sure. No problem. I'm totally cool with that. Like, they may be utterly gutted and heartbroken mm-hmm. and that's just something you have to accept that it's going to take it might take time and you know again if you really care about them too give them that time and space and yeah there's nothing saying that after some time and some space you can't be friends once again because that's definitely a possibility but we also recorded an episode earlier in the season about heartbreak so that is another one to reference and look into if this is something that you are thinking about or experiencing because this can still be a really great time for growth within both yourself and the partner that you've had. Yeah, long distance relationships aren't easy either too. No, especially not in college. Yeah, yeah. And so, and you, yeah, it never, like timing may not be right. Maybe this just isn't the time. Maybe Mm -hmm. you'll find yourselves at a later stage in your life and it'll work then but you know I think just being realistic um and I think this kind of goes into like all of the things we talk about with dating is just really having empathy and that other people are humans too and people experience different emotions and be willing to understand that you know like we talked about rejection in that episode and It's just not talked about enough, but, like, if someone doesn't feel the same way you do, like, it is okay, and that is normal, and it's going to happen. It it has to happen. Mm -hmm. We can't all be the same. Again, looking back on my dating life or whatever, it's like, man, I wish I could have, like, brushed that off a little bit easier, you know, like, handled that rejection a little bit more and and look at it from the lens I see it now of just, like, "Eh, yeah, okay, yeah, wasn't the right time, wasn't the right person, (laughs) like, they weren't emotionally ready for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of readiness that goes into a preparation in college and, like, figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that that's one of the biggest things, that it's a time for growth during college, academically and personally. Yeah. So use that when you can and make the best of it. Make yourself better because of it. Yeah. Yeah. So... That is the last question that we have for today's episode. If you like this episode, please send us in more questions. You can always reach out to us on Instagram with JMUURec. And we love answering these types of questions. We would love to know what you're more interested in for future episodes. And that is pretty much a wrap on season two of the Well Dukes podcast. Yeah. So this has been... um a great year of us being back thank you for everyone that has listened and i also want to like we said this is our last episode for season two and mary grace you've done such a great job hosting this and bringing topics and you've been here for all of the listeners i'm 
I'm saying this knowing that we have such a loyal fan of listeners <laughs> listening each week, but I want to ask you again, the person that's been with every episode this whole year, both semesters, what has been your favorite part of doing this podcast? I think my favorite part has been finding topics that I'm passionate about and I think are interesting and that I know are also helpful and mm-hmm educational for the student population that we serve at JMU. I think there are things that I look back and think about when I was in college and I didn't know about or now looking back I wish I had known more about and a lot of that has been the stuff that we've gotten to talk about this semester and this year and I just love the pieces of education that I know I want to learn more about and I assume there are a lot of other students who don't have that information just at hand. So that's that's been my favorite piece of it, for sure. Yeah, it definitely has some of the episodes that I've been on. It's, it's like, this feels a lot like I'm, you know, like processing <laughs> like previous <laughs> previous therapy or something. Just yeah. it's, I agree. Being a little bit further out, but yeah, thinking of the saying, as, as I'm even an instructor now, I say it. it's like, if you have a question, you're probably not the only one. And mm-hmm. I just really believe that's true. And I think this semester we did topics that got a little bit more niche, got a little more specific. And it's, you know, our goal of this podcast is to continue to bring conversations and just challenging the way people may think about things. And so whether that's challenging how they already thought about something in in, in a new way or things they hadn't even thought of and now they've learned, you know, again, resources Mm -hmm. that are going to help take care of them or ways to connect with people and you know, we're even hearing some of our, our guest speakers that have been on episodes that are here at the JMU community or Harrisonburg community. And it's been a year. It's been great. And we look forward to bringing you more episodes in the future. And as always, be well, dudes. Be well, dudes.